Welcome everybody to episode one of the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success. I am your host, Maverick Levy, and on today's episode, we're going to be breaking down everything tax related. We're going to be filling that gap of the things that you didn't learn in school about taxes, where to go to get your taxes done, what's the process look like, what does the timeline look like, all of the things you're not taught, we're going to be going over. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys to follow our Instagram, follow our Facebook, follow our Twitter, and that is TBOTBpod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can also visit our website, tbotbpod.com and stay tuned for any updates about the podcast or if you think you are the best of the best and should come on the show go to the website fill out the form and we'll see if we're going to have you on the discussions on this podcast are for informational purposes only i cannot predict and do not guarantee that you will attain a particular result from the information provided you should always seek professional assistance before making decisions in connection with the topics discussed Now, let's dive into it. On today's show, we have Lawrence Levy from Levy & Associates. He also plays the role as my dad, so let's welcome him. Maverick, I can't believe I am so lucky to be on your show, episode one, but I wish you all the success in the world, and I know you're going to kick ass. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. Incredible concept, and I think it's really going to be something that everyone's going to really uh, listen to heavenly because it doesn't exist. So let's talk about whatever you want to today. Certainly, my area of specialty is taxes, but let's go. Yeah, and you're definitely very, very knowledgeable when it comes to taxes. But today, we're going to keep it pretty basic and straightforward. But before we go into the nitty gritty of the tax world, let's go over your background. Like I said, you're from Levin Associates. So what does Levin Associates do? How did it start? And what does your daily role look like at Levin Associates? Levin Associates actually started way back when, before I was born. Your grandfather actually started it. He was originally from England, came over to the United States, was then taking classes to become a CPA. He was over in England as a chartered accountant, which was their version of a CPA. And then back right around when you were born, I said, you know what, I probably got to get a job. And I was always the type of guy that didn't mind getting my nose bloody. I'd throw a punch, I'd take a punch. And unfortunately, when you have to deal with the taxing authorities, you have to sometimes be able to push back. So my father and I came up with a concept, your grandfather and I, of Levin Associates, which is dealing with people who have IRS tax problems. I then eventually formed Levy Tax Professionals, which is the sister company that handles the conventional tax returns, which we'll talk about on today's show. What I did when you were born back in 1998 and even before in 97, the early 90s, is vastly different than what I do now. Back then, I was in the trenches. I was doing everything and then some to grow the business. Now, I spend a lot of my days dealing with strategic growth and, of course, where I can, where I have to, talking to every single client that I possibly can, just not enough hours in the day. So that's why you're going to come into the business one day, please, God. I sure will be there, but for now, we're focused on the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success, and we're going to be teaching those things that people aren't learning. So let's start with something pretty basic and straightforward and simple, that April 15th date that everyone knows is tax day. What does that day mean? What happens if you don't file your taxes on that day? Can you break that down for the listeners? 
April 15th is a pretty famous day. In fact, this year with COVID, it became even more famous. April 15th this year in 2020 got ticked till July 15th. But now uh, the April 15th deadline, please God, will always be April 15th. And never once again are we going to have to kick it again due to COVID or some other craziness going on in our world. April 15th is the day that if you live in the United States, you need to file your taxes by. And a lot of people also have a big misperception about filing an extension. So if you file an extension because you can't get your act together or you don't have your documents ready to file by April 15th, you can file an extension to October 15th, but that'll kick the can down the road only for filing, not for payment. So an extension extends a period of time to file, but not to pay. And a lot of people don't get that. So if you owe Uncle Sam money, you actually have to pay it by April 15th. Otherwise, you'll get hit with some penalties and some interest. Right. That's definitely a misconception. So just to be clear about that, if you file an extension, you still have to pay your taxes on April 15th. However, you don't need to actually file until that extension date. Is that correct? It is. And if you don't know what you're supposed to pay, really, you'll throw some money at it. You'll pay money with an extension just to somewhat guess. But again, that leads into why you should hire a professional and part of why we're having me as the first guest, if you will, on episode one of the Best of the Best Mavericks Guide to Success. Now, the younger people that probably are the majority that are listening to this show, they might not be making a ton of money. They might be making five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a year on a summer internship or a summer job. They still have to file taxes, correct? Absolutely, 110%. By the way, you said younger people. That means that I'm old. So us old guys, we should know the gig. But I'll tell you why I said that is a lot of guys that are my age, a lot of people that are my age, they actually sadly don't know the gig. They don't know what you should be doing. They don't know why you should be filing. They don't even know what you need to do to get your act together. And I can't tell you how many people in their 40s or 50s come to us because they haven't filed taxes in three years, five years, 10 years. They really have not a solid excuse. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But this is why for your age, for your listeners, you really need to listen up because this is a real critical part of your life that I promise you is never going to change. The IRS will never go away no matter what president comes in, no matter what Congress comes in. Nothing is changing. So filing your taxes is always going to be something you have to do once a year. So now I know that if I have money coming in, if I'm making some sort of income, I need to file my taxes. Now, you see on TV, there might be computer programs, websites you can go to to file your taxes, or you might see chains, H&R Block, you see all the time. They file taxes. Some of them are, most of them are open seasonally. But what's the difference going to a website, going to a national chain, or going to someone like Levin Associates? What's the difference between the three of those? We absolutely do not recommend national chains. You don't get the hands-on, you don't get the one-on-one, you don't get that uh, feel of a warm and fuzzy feeling when you go to national chains. We never recommend it, never have. Going to the letsfileyourtaxreturns.com website, where I can't tell you how many times we've seen clients that have tried to do that, sometimes even your age, college, grad school, law school, medical school, 
uh, or just graduated and you're the lawyer and they or the might doctor. Not, they might be doing that because they feel like they might not have money to go to a professional. But can you explain that we always make it work for our clients? In the levy office, we always make it work. It's very, very rare occasion that we're going to turn somebody away because they can't afford our services. So again, another issue that I think is sometimes lost out there is that going to a professional, it's not a crazy number. It's not crazy expensive. It's a reasonable price, especially if you have not a very overly complicated tax return. You absolutely should be able to hand. If you're earning money, no reason why you wouldn't have someone professionally do your return. Even if you have just a basic W-2, you're not the person that would know how to enter the data in the right way. If you go to freefile.com or some online site, what if you transpose a number? What if you put a number on the wrong line and you screw it up? It's going to come back to bite you literally, and it's not worth it. So for the few hundred dollars it's going to cost, you may as well have a professional prepare the tax returns. So now it's clear that everyone needs to file no matter how much you're making, no matter what your situation is. And if you can and you have the means to go to a professional, which you should, then you do it. So now you know you go there. What does the time frame look like? What's the process look like from the time someone gets you know, some money to the time that April 15th date comes up? What is that process looking like for an individual? So let's take you for an example. You were working when you were 15 years old as a DJ. After that, you ended up working at Quicken Loans. After that, you ended up doing an internship for a summer position, paid position uh, at a steel company locally in the Metro Detroit area. And you obviously had to file your tax returns. But let's say that you weren't my son. So let's say that you were one of your buddies and you were working at the same steel business and you had a W-2 and you made $18,000 for the summer. $6,000 $6,000 for a few months, and last month he had to take off. Uh, so we'll round it to six grand a month. So you made whatever you made, $20,000 or under. It doesn't make a difference what you made. You would get that W-2 January of the following year. So let's say in 2019, you worked the summer of 2019, you're still in college, you made $20,000, you get a W-2 sometime in January of this year. And I just want to stop you right there. Some people might not even know what a W-2 means. Sure, they might get it, but they not might not understand what it means. So can you just explain that for them? Absolutely. A W-2 is the piece of paper that you get. These days, you sometimes get it electronically or you can download it, but it's the document that you receive that shows how much you made, gross wages, so your total amount you earned, and then it will also show what was withheld as far as taxes that were withheld. So Security, Medicare, federal, and then state, of course, if you live in a state that has state income tax. So the W-2 is the document that you would then give to your accountants. These days, we do it all electronically. So you would email it to us, scan it in with a secured uh, way that we take our documents on the inbound side and on the outbound side, pretty basic, to drop it into sort of like a Dropbox type thing. We call it ShareFile. You give us your data, and within 24 hours, sometimes the same day, we would turn around and have your tax return prepared in rough draft form to discuss with you, review with you, give you a call, go over it, make sure you understand it, email you a copy, we review it with you, either over the phone these days or on Zoom, pretty basic, 
And then everyone says, yep, thumbs up, we all agree. And then you signed it electronically, we get it back, and we transmit it electronically. And if you have a refund, that refund will come usually in about a week or less. That's a great stepping stone to the next question I wanted to ask you about the refund. Everyone always gets excited, I want to say is the word I want to use, when there is a refund that is going to be coming to them. But what is the distinguishing factor between if you're going to receive a refund or if you're going to actually have to pay and you owe money to the government? Not the most straightforward answer I'm going to give you, but we always say, why would you want a big-ass refund? Why would you want to have a $5,000 refund? Because if you really think about it, all a refund is, it's an interest-free loan to Uncle Sam. So our bogey, our target is zero. We would rather you owe nothing, and we would rather you have a zero refund. In fact, I'd rather you owe a few hundred dollars than have a $5,000 refund because something wasn't right unless obviously there's some anomaly and some bizarre situation that occurred that caused you to end up having this large refund. But in general, refunds aren't what they're cracked up to be because if I had a refund of $5,200, quite frankly, I would have rather had $100 a week extra in my pocket than sitting in Uncle Sam's pocket for a 12-month period. So refunds are going to be based upon a few factors. Are you single? Are you married? Do you have deductions? Did you have the proper withholding on your W-2? little tricky, but for you as an example, Maverick, you're single, not married, at least that I know of, don't have any kids that I know of as well, so therefore you're going to be filing single and zero on your W-4 form, which is what you'll tell your employer as far as uh, what amount of taxes to actually withheld for your W-2. So everyone listen to that. The advice from the tax pro is that getting a refund might not actually always be in your benefit. In fact, it might be the opposite. That's another reason why it's so important that you go to the best of the best in the tax industry, that you seek professional help. Now let's switch topics because you brought up me being married, which down the road, definitely now, not the time. If you're married, are you going to be filing one tax return, two tax returns? How does that work? I think that's very confusing to someone that's new to the whole tax filing system, especially if you're recently married. What do you do if you're married? Well, you tell your spouse you love them. That's for starters. But for tax filing purposes, it's the filing status. So let's say that you get married Thanksgiving. Let's say that you get married Christmas Day, December 25th. As of the end of the year, if you're married, you have two basic choices. Either you file married joint or you file married filing separate. If you're joint, it's one tax return. If you're married filing separate, you file two tax returns. You'll file one and your spouse will file one. If you have kids, there's a third possible option called head of household, but Let's hope that uh, none of your listeners, at least at your age bracket, maybe you do have kids, who knows? Yeah, it's but not an issue if you have kids. Absolutely, if you have kids. So you have a different option. You can file what's called head of household, actually. So you do have different filing statuses. And again, your tax professional is going to give you those options and see, is it more beneficial if you're married? Let's say you are married. Let's say you have a kid. Look, I had you when I had just turned 28 years old. 
So I was a relatively young dad, all things considered. And uh, if you have a child, a dependent that you claim on your tax return, you can file married separate still, and one of you claim the child, the other one perhaps doesn't. But again, you seek professional advice so that you know what's in your best interest and you at least know your options. Be well-educated when you are thinking and talking taxes. Yeah, that's great, great, great advice for the listeners because even me, someone who's grown up in the tax world with my grandpa, with you, working within Levin Associates, that's still kind of foreign to me, especially if you're married. It's foreign as to what the process is. Is there any other advice for an individual filing taxes for themselves that you have before we switch over to a more business-related conversation? Well, when you file your taxes, you're going to file it because you earn money. And there's a few ways to earn money. So you earned money when you were working as a DJ, you received a W-2. Let's say that you had your own landscaping business, which I know a few of your buddies have a landscape business, or you have a good friend of the family that started his own valet business. But let's use the landscaper. Generally speaking, you're not going to have a corporation. You're going to have Mavericks Landscape Company, and you're going to be making, let's call it $10,000 a month, four months of the year. You made $40,000. You're going to have to now pay your own taxes because you didn't have any withholding. So you are now self-employed. So if you do have your own business, meaning you have that entrepreneurial spirit out there, which I hope everyone does, or a lot of people do, and some do and some don't, but if you do, you have to even be more conscious of what to do and how to do it when it comes to taxes, because if you let that go, I can't begin to tell you how much you're going to have your ass in some hot water with Uncle Sam. And again, not a very pleasurable thing, no matter what age. If you're in your 20s, 30s, or 70s, or 80s, makes no difference. You don't want to have that stress of tax problems. Yeah, you definitely do not want to have that stress. So why don't we give a plug to Levy & Associates? Why don't you give them the phone number and the website? And before you do that, I want to mention that before we came on the podcast and got behind the mics and talked about all this, we figured out that we wanted to offer a discount to the best of the best Mavericks Guide to Success listeners. We want you all to know that you can come to Levy & Associates. You can call us. You can email us. You can email me. I'll give you my personal email mlevy so m-l-e-v-y at levytaxpro.com that's at l-e-v-y t-a-x-p-r-o.com email me i'll make sure that number one you get a discount but number two you're taken care of like family so give them the phone number give them the website so they know dad i love the plug i'll take the plug all day long Phone number 1-800-TAX-LEVY. That's 800-T-A-X-L-E-V-Y. And yes, Levy really is our last name. The website, levytaxhelp.com. And as far as a discount goes, it's really simple. You can call the office 800-TAX-LEVY, but all you have to do is just drop the name Maverick. All you got to do is say Maverick and you're good to go. Forget emailing Maverick. All you got to do is say, I know Maverick. And I'll tell you, when you call that office and you talk about Maverick, it's like the Red Seas part. He's the king.
Yeah, it's definitely you got a little something in your throat there, as everyone can hear. Yeah. You may be getting all choked up. We're giving I get away. all choked up when I say Maverick's the king. I thought you were the prince. Oh, we're giving away these discounts here. He's getting all choked up, everyone. Absolutely. But let's transition topics to something like you said, entrepreneurial spirit, because I myself have that, and I know a lot of my peers around me also have that. Right? They want to start their own business. They want to be the best of the best. That's why we started this podcast so we can. Set people up for success so they can actually be that. And when you start a business, I've started a few different businesses within my time here uh, on planet Earth. I've definitely started a few and I've just grown up in the tax business. So I know the importance of doing everything the right way. So I want you to break down to the listeners how important it is when you start your own business to make sure you're starting off on the right path. You don't want to start a business being disorganized, having no structure, having no tax planning, because you want to maximize on those tax benefits. So please, 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 Dad, tell them how important it is that they start off on the right foot when they start a business. Being organized is really critical, and I'm not going to sit there and tell everyone about how you organize your closet and you color coordinate your socks and your underwear and your t-shirts and your jeans and your jackets and your shirts, because that's a little crazy, but it's pretty cool how you do it. But organizational skills, I think, are critical, and it also then blends into and transitions into bookkeeping and accounting. I can't tell you again over the past 25 or 30 years how many clients that we see that bring us a shoebox and say, here you go, here's my shoebox of records, my shoebox of receipts, basically a shoebox of shit, try and make me tax returns out of it. And when you are starting a business, uh, you have some friends who started a web design business. You have other friends that are in the trash removal dumpster business. Another friend of yours is a realtor. Another one got his insurance license. Other friends of yours like you, you're going off to law school, but you may not practice law, but you're going to have it under your belt. I don't care what you're doing. When you're starting a business, you always want to consult with two primary people. Number one, an attorney to make sure the structure is right. But number two, an accountant to make sure that you have the tax structure right. It's not very complicated, not very difficult. Spend the time, spend a little dough on it. It'll take an hour or two and you'll get your footing right because the building blocks of any business is to make sure that you have your legal ducks in a row and your accountant accounting or tax ducks in a row, because both of those could be very costly down the road if you don't have that buttoned up real tight. And this is what I call that shit you're not taught in school. Everyone has some, actually, maybe not everyone, but I think a lot of people have a dream of starting their own business and they're not taught the shit that you need to start your own business. So let's start with something basic like payroll doing payroll correctly, doing your bookkeeping correctly. But what does that mean for the listeners? They might not understand what payroll means or what bookkeeping means. So can you explain that to them? Bookkeeping is basically what do you make and what do you spend? So let's just say that you're making $100,000 a month and you're spending $90,000 a month in expenses, rent, payroll, supplies, insurance, telephone. So you make 100000 in income you bring in, but you spend ninety. so that's leaving you with $10,000. In order to figure that out, it's doing the books, bookkeeping, giving a financial statement. So at $100,000, you are at $1.2 for the year. You're spending $90,000 a month, 
And so therefore, you're going to have a profit of 10,000 times a year. You got $120,000 profit right there. How do you figure that out? You got to do the books. We don't want to see it on chicken scratch piece of paper. We don't want to see it on napkins. And you want to make sure that when you have a business, no matter what you're doing, I don't care what business you're starting. We have clients that are private jet charter brokers. We have clients that are dentists, our lawyers, our doctors, our landscapers, our plumbers, our electricians. You name it, we have just about every single client and then some under the sun, things we didn't even know exist. I always like to think that we have a shower curtain ring sales guy, but we don't have that. I, I, I thought we did, but, but we don't. But you want to have the books done the right way. You want to have your taxes done the right way, because I can't begin to tell you over the years again how many people come in, their tax returns are all jacked up. You almost literally think that your younger brother, Jet, who's 14 years old, could have done a better job than some of these tax returns that we see. The crazy things. We just saw a guy who's making literally almost $10 million a year and some knucklehead CPA, nice enough guy, by the way, but literally he ended up having a line item where it said miscellaneous. And it just for a seventy or $80,000 line item, again, makes no sense how someone can do that. I'm going to stop you there because you brought it up. Let's break it down. What is a line item? You have a expense on the tax return that has various different lines. It could be rent, it could be insurance, it could be office supplies, it could be meals, it could be travel, it could be parking, whatever it may be. And so you have a specific category, like the ones I just rattled off. You don't have a miscellaneous item because it's too vague. And if you have to have one, maybe $100, but certainly not seventy dollars or $80,000. But again, this goes back to why you want to have a good CPA, a good accountant. In fact, good's not good enough. You want to have the best of the best. That's why we're on this show. The best of the best is what you want to have. And besides knowledge, I also want to talk about something else. You want to have that comfort level, that feeling, no different, and since I'm your father, no different than when I was shopping, we'll call it, or interviewing pediatricians when you were born. I wanted to have that comfort level with someone that was going to be taking care of you for the next 18 years. And I always bring this up. You want to have that same warm and fuzzy comfort feeling. You want to have that same feeling that you have trust in someone and that you can pick up that phone and you can call them. These days, texting is a big thing with your age group. You can email them and you want to have someone who's going to respond to you timely. Time and time again, talking about timely, I hear people don't respond, they don't get back to you, but your age bracket, your generation, it's almost as if you expect, which is okay, by the way, an instantaneous response. I think it's better than okay. I actually think it's so important that a company that you go with does have that instantaneous response because that's what we're used to. We're used to something like Amazon Prime it coming in two days. Right. Or if there's a problem, you hear for someone. Or even if I buy a product, what do I do if I have a problem? Sure, maybe I'll email their customer service, but I get on Instagram. I get on some form of social media and I direct message them and I say, hey, this is the issue I'm having. And they're going to respond in the snap of the finger because that's what's so important. People want that instantaneous response. And 
if you don't have that and you're not changing with the times, it's going to be very, very hard for you to keep up with whatever market you're in because I guarantee you a competitor is doing that because they recognize and they realize that that instantaneous response is so, so important. So I'm really glad you brought that up. And that's exactly why in our office, if we're doing your books, we're helping you with your taxes, we're available to you seven days a week. You can literally call or email seven days a week, almost 24 hours a day. And I say that because you may not get the quickest response at four o'clock in the morning, but you will get a response at 7 a.m. in the morning. And you will get a response. We got people in the office 5.30, 6 o'clock. Right. Absolutely. We do. No, all kidding aside, we do. We We really do. We we do. Loves that early shift. We got that 5.30 a.m. Uh, which again, we pride ourselves on the customer service, but your gen, even my generation, I become accustomed to it too. At 50 years old, I want to have that response. So you hear a lot of time the new normal. It is the new normal in a different aspect. The new normal of getting a response back I as soon as possible. Right, I, and I can't tell you how aggravated I get when I email or I text you, and you take more than. 30 seconds to respond. Yeah, or you he, don't answer your phone. He'll, he'll blow but, up my phone if I don't respond in two seconds. Drives me nuts. But it's definitely very, very important, and I can't stress it enough. But when would you be concerned, or how concerned would you be if you have someone that has an accounting firm, has a CPA doing their work, doing their books, doing their filing their tax return, and they're not hearing back from that person? Crazy. Yeah, they're, they're Dump not. Them. Or, or they're only hearing from them once a year. What do you say about that? A joke and disgusting, wrong, dump them, drop them like a bad habit. That's not how you treat a client. But we're not here to talk about customer service, although I am the chairman of the board for the Better Business Bureau in Michigan. But we are here to talk about taxes but I think, and how I think important it's, that it, is. It's relevant because it goes hand in hand with one another. If you have a company or even if you're an individual and you have someone, like you said, that you trust, you have that warm and fuzzy feeling with and you're not hearing from them. I mean, that's sort of like a red flag in my eyes, even if our family wasn't in the tax business. I think in any business, for, take my podcast, for instance, this is produced by the Dust Brothers who, Miles, if you want to give a ding for you guys, I'm ding. very happy. Yeah, I'm very, very happy to plug you guys anytime. But I text Miles, George, Ben, any time, and I get an instantaneous response. So it could be anything that you're doing. And without that, you shouldn't even have the comfort level to trust someone to do your taxes because it's so vital. And it is such an important part of your life as an American citizen to make sure. And it'll be important forever, by the way. It's not going away. It's never going away, ever. And it's so, so important to have trust and do your due diligence. But before we talk about due diligence, because I do want to bring that up, can we talk about the difference between S-Corp, C-Corp, LLC, partnership? And I know we're kind of going all over the board here, but it's great stuff what we're talking about, and it's very, very important. So let's switch back a little bit and go back to the business structure tax planning topic. What is the difference between filing and starting an entity? You have four basic structures, an S-Corporation, a C-Corporation, an LLC, limited liability company, is the acronym for uh, LLC is the acronym, or uh, you can file what's called a partnership, meaning two or more. And depending upon if you're gonna have a partner, if you're gonna have 
other shareholders in your business, what your long-term vision is. Is it going to be a real estate venture? You may want to lean towards an LLC. Is it going to be some other type of structure? You may want to have an S-corp or a C-corp. Again, it relatively technical stuff, but again, why you want to hire a professional so that they can give you the proper guidance. It's a less than an hour long phone call with your favorite lawyer and with your favorite CPA. And that's who you want always on your team. You want the best of the best because guess what? They're going to make you better in life. That's very, very true. And I see you listen to our episode zero and got our tagline that you all are great people, but listening to the best of the best will make you better. And that's very true. So now let's transition here and talk about due diligence and doing your research on a company or a person that you're going to hire to handle all your tax matters. It's so important to everyone, all my listeners. I can't stress it enough. You need to make sure that you're doing proper background checks, not saying check their criminal history, et cetera, et cetera. You I'm saying sometimes, sometimes definitely, if you're right. going into business with someone, sure, you want to look into that, but you want to do, you know, a little more general search, a quick Google search, see what their reviews are, see if they're on Trustpilot, I think it's called, or the ratings on the Better Business Bureau website. Just do some digging before you trust someone that you're going to give your social number to, your tax ID number to, you're going to trust them to make sure that there's not going to be an IRS agent knocking at your door. You want to make sure that you're trusting the person that's doing your taxes. It's so crazy to me that we see clients that come in our office that say, yep, I trusted my accountant. I trusted my CPA and he fucked all my shit up. And now here I am. Well, did you talk to him? Did you do a Google search? Did you see if he was on ripoffreport.com? Did you do any of these things? Or did you just hear from a friend or a family member, oh, I got a great guy for you, and that was it, and you left it at that? Because you shouldn't do that. It should be like anything else in this world. If you need a plumber, you're going to go online. You're going to hopefully look at what the reviews are and make sure you're not going to get ripped off. It's anything in life that you do, not just taxes, but I'm focusing on it because taxes is such an important part of your life that you want to make sure that the person doing it is number one, has a longevity in the industry like we do, or number two, that they have great reviews. They have a five star on Google review and they're not just people that are going on there and saying, boom, oh, I got free advice from this person and I'm going to give them a five star review. No, you want to make sure that you know, and I know I sound like a broken record for probably the past 45 seconds, but it is single-handedly, and I think you would agree, as you stated, you're the chairman of the Better Business Bureau, you would agree that it's so, so, so vital, important, necessary to do your background on the person that you're hiring. Would you agree? It's really critical to do that. And unfortunately, it's not always the easiest thing to do because sometimes people can leave you uh, not the greatest review just the way of the world, but you want to see the longevity, how long that company's been around. You also want to check out how deep their bench is. Who's working? Are they a one-man band? Do they have a great team? Do they have a great staff? In any business, but especially when you're talking about taxes, it's really important that you want to do a little bit of homework 
as to who you're going to be hiring. Uh, what firm? Are there backups in place? What if it's a one-man band and the gentleman gets hit by a truck, God forbid, or the person has a heart attack or passes away? You want to make sure that you're going to someone... Or they just ghost you, right? They just scam you and they don't. They uh, take your we, money we to file see, your taxes. Right. And then next thing you know, you have notices coming in the mail and hopefully no one's knocking at your door saying, boom, you owe the IRS $250,000. And you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do with this? This is all stemming from someone that I trusted, but you didn't do the background on. Absolutely. And we've seen a lot of people get ghosted. It's It happens all the time because that's the the other half of the business where Levin Associates is deals with people who have tax problems. Levy Tax Professionals is more of the conventional, what we're talking about today, bookkeeping, accounting. But we see a lot of people get into a tax problem because of exactly what we're talking about today. And you don't want to be that person for no good reason. A lot of these problems are avoidable yeah, if not you even listen that you, to it. Yeah, and I'm sorry to cut you off. It's not even that you don't want to be that person. It's that you shouldn't be that person. And there's a way that you cannot be that person. You can do your homework, do your due diligence, make sure that your accounting firm or your tax preparer is reaching out to you, you know, four or five times a year, maybe if you're an individual. And if you're a business, it should be way more than that. Once a month, once every two weeks, even just depends. But you want to make sure that it's done the correct way. And I think that's something that you pride yourself and we pride ourselves with at Levin Associates is our team is amazing. They're great at handholding. And sometimes people need that, right? This is a topic that, like we talked about, you're not taught about. So people want that handholding. They want to make sure that the person that they're hiring is doing everything correctly. It's just as simple as that. Very, very, very basic stuff. Good customer service, respond timely and ask questions and you'll get answers. And being proactive is really important uh, as far as business owners go. And I, I find, especially in the tax world, you just don't see that as often as you should, in my opinion. But we certainly try and we care and we listen to what our clients ask us to do and we really try and do the best we can do therefore we are the best of the best i love it i love you keep bringing up the best of the best because that's what you're going to hear on this show the best of the best nothing more nothing less than that everyone that comes on the show is going to be the best of the best in their industry and as we come to the end of this interview dad it's been amazing and it's been great i just have a few more questions for you is there any other general tax advice could be for a business could be for an individual that you have for the listeners right and you you have to remember the majority of my listeners are going to be people that probably haven't learned any of this and they're coming to listen to this podcast for educational purposes. So is there anything else you would say you would recommend if it was me and you were saying, Maverick, no, you need to do this. Is there anything you can say that's going to help the listeners be successful in everything they do in life tax related? Be organized. Keep track of your records. Don't lose a W-2, either whether you want to store it electronically or you want to do it the old-fashioned way and put it in a file. So try and be organized. Try and be extremely organized so that you have a really good set of records to give your accountant. If you're going to start a business, 
Again, you want to do it right from day one. You want to make sure the structure is correct from a tax perspective, and you also want to make sure that the structure is correct from a legal perspective. So spending a little bit of time, a little bit of money in the beginning is going to help you out down the road and make you a lot of money down the road and give you a lot less headaches. So being organized and seeking professional advice is probably the best advice that we can give. Seeking professional advice from someone you've done your homework on because there are professionals out there, but they may not give you the best advice, but we've already touched on that part. And the last question I have for you, Dad, and for all the listeners, you may not know, actually, you don't know how we end this podcast because this is episode one, but the way we're going to end all the podcasts is every person I bring on the show, no matter what industry they're in, this is the question for them. What do you wish you knew, Dad, when you were in your early 20s? The value of time and the value of saving money. Had I been your age, 21 years old, almost 22, I would have not cared about a new pair of Amiri jeans for $800 or $1,000. I wouldn't have cared about those fancy shoes. I wouldn't have cared about that fancy baseball hat or that fancy T-shirt for three or $400. Back then, it didn't exist, by the way. There was no Amiri for my day. There was no Fragment, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> D-squared, all those fancy brands, Balmain. None of that existed back in my day. But I really wish that I would have saved more money so I would have had the time for my money to grow. I did the best I could do over my years. When you were born, I put money away to save for your bar mitzvah. When you were born, I put away money to save for your college, also for your brother's bar mitzvah and your brother's college. And I did it incrementally. I did it a little bit at a time as I could. When I had you, When you were born, I was literally just turned 28 years old, for crying out loud. I don't think I had $1,000 to my name when you were born. And I wish I would have just done things a little bit differently and saved more. I've enjoyed my life. Don't get me wrong. I love our life. I love everything about it. But the advice I'll give to someone is think twice before I have to go and buy that fancy watch. Think twice if you get money because you work your ass off. Put it in the bank, invest it. Maybe down the road, you're going to want to buy a company. Maybe you're going to want to come up with a new idea for a business concept and start your own company, and you need some capital and some seed money. And there is not a better feeling in the world than to be able to have some money in the bank You're not going to be stressed out. If you have money saved up, you're not going to be stressing out when your kid's going to get ready to turn 16. They want to hit you up for a new car. I can't tell you again how many of my friends that when their kids were having bat mitzvahs for the Jewish families out there, they were stressed out beyond belief. Same thing happened when their kids turned 16 three years later. Same thing happened a few years later when their kids are going off to college. They were literally peeing their pants because they didn't have money saved up for those big things, the important milestones in life. Yeah, we've had that conversation many, many times about saving money and the importance, and I don't want to touch on it 
too much right now because we're going to have a full episode dedicated to saving money, making smart investments so you have money down the road when you do want to do something, right? Maybe you need it, God forbid, in case of emergency, or maybe you need it for fun later. But there's definitely a balance, right? So if you're making money, you definitely want to enjoy your life. Don't just save, 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 which, okay, maybe you do want to save, 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 but have fun, enjoy, splurge here and there, but not all the time. It's Don't, a balance. Yeah, it's definitely, life is a balance, right? Whether it's time or whether it's money, it's always a balance. And you want to, maybe you have to sacrifice, right? Maybe you need to sacrifice things, but for your family, for your future, it's so important. So dad, thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. This interview has been amazing. I'm so happy that you were able to be episode number one. You have been the best of the best on the show thus far. And in my eyes, you've always been my number one motivator. I see how hard you work. And that's why you got to where you are today. So thank you. But before you go, why don't you give the phone number? Why don't you give the website? And again, everyone, listeners, Levy and Associates, Levy Tax Professionals, we're offering a discount to you all because we want to see you all be successful. We want you to be our clients for the next 50 years, 60 years down the road. So give them the website, give them the phone number, and when you call, when you contact, mention Maverick. I'm friends with Maverick. Mention the podcast. Whatever you want to do, we'll take care of you. It's as simple as that. Phone number is 800-TAX-LEVY. 800-T-A-X-L-E-V-Y. The website is levytaxhelp.com. And like Maverick said, all you got to do is just simply drop his name. You probably don't know a lot of Mavericks out there. And if you call the office and say, I heard the podcast, I listened to the podcast, I'm friends with Maverick, whatever you have to say, just drop the name Maverick. And I'm telling you, you will get uh, the royal treatment. And I also want to end with one last comment. We never had podcasts when I was in my early 20s. But the concept that Maverick came up with is so incredibly smart. It's a cool concept in general. And guess what? It doesn't exist. I've done my home. When he said he wanted to do this the right way, it's not free, by the way. So Dust Brothers, ding, it's not free. <laughs> if you want to start a means. podcast and you have the financial ability to start it, don't look any further than the Dust Brothers. You got to go to them. I mean, that's why you're hearing our sound so clear through whatever you're listening to, speakers, headphones, whatever it is. It's because we're recording in HD. So you're hearing it crystal clear. So thank you, Miles. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Ben, for believing in the idea. But my dad's right. This podcast, there's nothing like it out there. Nothing. Right? We're and it didn't exist. I mean, there's no concept of it. It didn't exist. We're, we're filling the gap that needs to be filled. Like I said, my episode zero, we're teaching you the shit that you're not learning in school. And it's so crazy to me that we're not learning these things because I have older friends of mine that enter into the real world and they're coming to me for tax help or they're coming to me for something they know I'm knowledge about that they're not just because why? They didn't learn it, but guess what? They need it. With that being said, thank you for listening to episode one. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast. You can listen to this podcast Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, it's going to be there. The best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. The at 
for all three is at tbotbpod and visit our website tbotbpod.com and on the website you're going to be able to go there see the guests get some contact information and like I said in the beginning if you think you are the best of the best in your industry put in your information there and someone from the team will reach out to you after we vetted you and think okay boom you can come on the show and I will always end the show this way as well no matter what you do, the first thing you should think of when you wake up in the morning is you always lead by example. Don't be a follower, be a leader, put a smile on your face, have positive thoughts, and sure, life gets hard sometimes, but you gotta plow through it. There's always gonna be road bumps, but there's always gonna be a detour, or you just go right through it. Thank you, everyone. Can't stress enough how much I thank you guys for listening to this podcast. This has been a great, great, great first episode. I'm very thankful to be able to do this, to fill this gap for you. And remember, this is the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success. We'll talk to you all next Wednesday. Wednesday.